Welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you love tennis and want to improve your game, this podcast is for you. Whether it's technique, strategy, equipment, or the mental game, tennis professional Ian Westerman is here to make you a better player. And now, here's Ian. Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, experts, tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Today's episode of the Essential Tennis Podcast is brought to you by Tennis Express. Please check them out by going to EssentialTennis.com slash Express. Thank you very much for joining me on today's show. I've got two very special guests that are going to be talking with me about tennis instruction and a brand new course that they have coming out soon. Two quick things before we get to that. First of all, I want to send a shout out to Tom from New York City. He and I worked together for several hours yesterday in Baltimore at improving his game. I want to thank him for coming down to see me, and it was great working with you, Tom. Secondly, I want to let you guys know that the Essential Tennis Podcast has been chosen as a finalist for the Top Sports Podcast of the Year by podcastawards.com. And I'd really appreciate it if you guys went and voted for the Essential Tennis Podcast as the top sports podcast of the year. Just go to podcastawards.com and go down to sports, click on Essential Tennis, fill in your name and email address, and that's it. It takes like literally 10 seconds, and you can vote every 24 hours. So if you guys have ever been helped by this show, I'd really appreciate your support by going and voting. Hopefully we can win it. And that would be great. That would be a testament to the, the loyalty and the passion for all of you guys, the, the listeners of the show. So again, podcastawards.com. All right, let's get down to business. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. My guests today on the Essential Tennis Podcast are Will Hamilton and Jan Ozu. Guys, welcome to the show. It's really great to have you both. Great. Thank you very much. Ian, thanks for having us. So I'm, I'm really happy to have you guys on the show. Just about everybody who listens to my podcast, I'm sure by now is familiar with both of you guys. Will, of course, is the co-founder of FuzzyYellowBalls.com, the, ta- uh, the most popular tennis instruction website now on the internet. Uh, Will, congratulations on that, by the way. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. And as most of you know also, Jan and Will have been doing some recent work together. And that's actually what we're going to talk about first, once we kind of get some introductions out of the way. First, I'd like you guys to speak to my audience. Uh, For those people listening that are not real familiar with both of you, I'd like you guys to introduce yourselves briefly, tell us a little bit about your background. Will, let's start with you. Please tell us what your background is as far as being a, a tennis teacher is, and also tell us a little bit about the some of the recent su- successes of FuzzyYellowBalls.com. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm one of those kids that's played, uh, played his entire life, um, basically since I could hold a tennis racket. My dad got me started. Uh, played in high school, uh, played in college, uh, taught at, um, at the Junior Tennis Champion Center in College Park, Maryland, which is a high-performance training facility right outside the D.C. area, and in late 06, I, I kind of got the idea for, for FYB after bouncing around YouTube and looking at some other tennis videos and, and seeing how many views they had. There were a couple of videos that had 55, 60,000 views, and 
I kind of thought, you know, this this might work. So in 2007, we we got FYB up and rolling. I think it was September 27th, maybe. I have to ask Adam about that. Adam is the other half of of FYB. And um, yeah, it's just been kind of a, a wild ride since then. Um, you know, growing a, a lot of growth. I mean, we never expected. Right now, we get over a million video plays a month, which is just a crazy nice. amount of of viewership. And did we expect that when we started? No, but uh, it's it's really it's really taken off. Well, I mean, that amount of traffic on YouTube is is definitely a testament to. The quality and the the kind of the breadth of of information that you guys put out and you, Fuzzy Old Balls has been one of the very few websites that I've really kind of endorsed and I've said, guys, you need to go check this out. I'm very very careful about who I give my kind of endorsement to in terms of instruction. I'm, <laughs> it's my opinion that there's a lot of subpar uh, instruction and even raw information out there on the internet you know as you guys know just about anybody can put their stuff out there and act like they're uh, an expert in whatever field that they're they're trying to put information out on but fyb's been really solid all the way through and i, I know that's why you guys have been so successful yeah i i uh, uh well i appreciate it. first of all thank uh thank you for the endorsement really appreciate that um and uh i think you know the next step is probably to I don't know. I want to get your opinion, your professional opinion on this, Ian. Maybe working in some cats into our instructional videos because cats get a lot of views on YouTube. They do. So like, so like some combination of a cat playing a keyboard and tennis, I think would would really be viral. Maybe a combination tennis instruction slash lolcat. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. <laughs> um, I think that's the next step of online instruction. Maybe you and I can figure out something with that. We should have talked about this off the air. Now somebody's definitely going to steal that uh, idea. Uh, shoot. <laughs> Crap. We got dibs, everybody. All right, all right, all right. All right, uh, okay, enough of that. So let's go over to Jan now. <laughs> and uh, Jan Ozu, everybody has started to become familiar with your teaching through the, the joint venture yourself and Will have done, specifically with the, the footwork videos that you guys have put out in the last uh, couple weeks and months. Jan, can you please tell my audience a little bit about yourself as well, your background as a teacher, your background as a player. I know that you played on the tour uh, for, for, for a period of time. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, as you can probably tell by the accent, I'm uh, half French and half Cameroon. So, you know, my upbringing was between both countries. I was fortunate enough to be introduced to the game of tennis um, thanks to, um, you know, a family friend, which was Yannick Noah's father. And cool. um, so that's how I basically was introduced to the game and uh, was pretty good pretty quickly, mostly due to my footwork speed. So, you know, it's not, it's not a surprise that, you know, 30 years later, um, you know, that's basically my area of expertise. Um, yes, I did have a lot of fun on tour, um, had a lot of injuries, so that was uh, sort of cut short fairly quickly, but I enjoy the game tremendously and uh, it's a passion of mine. So I've actually been very fortunate to be able to pass that passion on to everybody else that, you know, decides to spend an hour with me on the court. And, mm. uh, you know, I wrote a book and, um, you know, uh, with Will, we've been putting uh, this information out and sharing it with the world. He has a passion for it. And I have a passion for it. So it was a very, very natural, uh, you know, um, collaboration. 
Yeah, and I'm so happy that you used the word passion in there a couple of times. I think that's absolutely key and crucial, not not only for us as tennis instructors uh, specifically, but I think just to be a good teacher in general, in whatever field, you know, in education or, or tennis or golf or whatever you happen to teach, if you really love what you're around and you have a passion for the contents and, and for what the information is and you just love being around what, whatever the content is, I, I think those are by far the most successful teachers. So I'm really happy to hear you talk about that. Thank you. All right. So uh, next up, let's talk a little bit about that series you guys put out, the footwork videos. Um, Will, what do you think made those so popular and so successful? You know, well, I think, I think first of all, um, it, it, it really boiled down to, uh, to how Jan communicated that material. I, um, I actually have, have what, what if it's December, what, 6th today? I have known Jan maybe only about 10 months. It was at a Christmas party last year. Uh, where the, the Growing up in Washington, D.C., and then I was a political science major in college, that basically means you can't, you're good at cocktail parties and you have no other skills whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's political science. You can talk about politics, essentially. Sure. So I was hanging out at this, uh, this cocktail party, and, and a mutual friend named Guy said, you know, I know this coach named Jan that you really should meet. Um, I, he knew about my website and said you should get Jan on here. It's going to be great material. So Guy um, actually uh, got us together for lunch, and then we filmed, uh, we filmed that series over the summer. And Jan had, had sent me some content ahead of time for that very first footwork, which is the, uh, the most important. Uh, Ian, you still there? Uh, yeah, can, can, uh, yeah got, can you repeat that last sentence? Beep. I cut that out yeah. too. I don't know what happened. We got a little beep. So yeah, the um, the uh, Jan had sent me some content, and I looked at it and I, I said, you know what, this is this is some good stuff here. I, I uh, you know I'm interested to do a video uh, with this guy. So we go out and we film modern tennis footwork, and as soon as we get going and we're talking about the walking step and the hopping step, I just knew that this was going to be a killer series of videos because the content was really good. It was explained very clearly and it's something that's easily incorporate, uh, easily incorporated, uh, into your game. And for those of you who are subscribed to our newsletter, if you go back and find the email where I, uh, I said, we've got some new, you know, where I promoted, uh, those free videos, the, the subject, it's either the subject or the first line says, this is one of the best videos we've ever filmed. I just knew it was going to be good. Well, I'm I'm looking at some some feedback right now on on my forums at essentialtennis.com, and that that definitely seems to be the consensus. People have have definitely kind of resonated with the the material, and I think what I've liked most about it is that you can watch your the video that yourself and Jan put together. Go watch professional tennis on TV, and see them use all of the different steps that you guys talked about. So it really makes. It makes sense. It's it's very applicable, and it's instruction that people can go and and implement into their game right away. It's nothing that's super complicated, and yet it's it's content that a lot of people I don't think had heard about before. Specifically, the the hop step and the walking step. So I think that combination of of factors has really made it very popular. I mean, absolutely. I mean, like like I said, it's just hopping step, walking step. Those are bite size pieces that you can just 
immediately incorporate. It's not like you're learning this new expansive system. So, you know, not only could you see the pros doing it, but you could do it literally the next time you stepped on the tennis court. Sure. So, Jan, are these, you know, these specific types of steps? Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the types of players you're working with right now? Uh, personally, what, what levels are there? Are they advanced level players? Are they just your average rec player? What, what, kind, what types of players can benefit from, from this type of instruction that you guys have done together? Well, um, you know, we haven't discussed um, that yet, but I have actually coached anywhere from, you know, beginner who's never had a racket before to, you know, um, high performance pro player. I uh, helped um, former pro player who was top 20 in the world. And, um, you know, and all of them essentially need their mobility to be able to perform well and be efficient on the court. So at the moment, um, I'm coaching mostly rec adult players and um, high school junior players. And uh, I'm happy to say that my <laughs> junior players, my high school junior players finished undefeated this season and won nice. their, uh, you know, league uh, play for the second time in a row. Awesome. And, um, you know, I have a lot of um, former pro, pro players now that contact me from, you know, the videos that we put online, thanks to Will. Um, people flying from all over the world coming to take some instruction and people actually asking me to go to them. Um, so we're still negotiating some of those terms. But, uh, you know, it's it's been very exciting. And uh, obviously, the modern tennis footwork is applicable to every level in, um, you know, any way that people are comfortable applying with. Yeah, Jan's also, uh, he gives me some pointers from time to time, too. <laughs> well, that's nice of him. I, I, I need some work, man. I need some work. He's a fast learner. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Good to work with. Well, guys, uh, congratulations on the success of those videos. And now let's move on, and we're going to talk a little bit about a new project that you guys have been working on. I, I'm not going to get into it. Why don't, why don't I go ahead and, and pass it right over to you, Will, so that you can give us a kind of a broad overview of exactly what kind of content and instruction you guys have been working on over the last couple months. Uh, what what is going to be a part of this instruction? What are people going to learn, uh, just in in, ge in a general sense? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple pieces to it. We uh, we've come out with uh, a series, a course called Tennis RX. And we've called it the uh, the prescription for your game. And and the the big picture here is we're um, obviously we're we're with sort of like the medical uh, medical theme. So we're we're teaching you how to become the doctor, which essentially means figuring out what's wrong with your game, diagnosing the problem, and then prescribing the uh, the cure, which is something we've always done at FYB. But now we're really trying to take it uh, to the next level. Um, Ian, you can you can uh, let me know if this sounds sounds right to you. I think a lot of players are really dependent on their coaches to handle their improvement, and when they go onto the court and try and and practice for themselves, it's it's somewhat unstructured, and they kind of just hit around. Maybe they hit on the ball machine, and that's not really reflective of how high level players are developed. When I worked at the uh, the JTCC, the Junior Tennis Champion Center. Um, College Park. It was very. Uh, there was a very methodical process for developing the skill set necessary um, to play at a high level, and so that's one of the components we've tried to work into this uh, this course. Um, and we've termed uh, 
the the sort of growing complexity of working on your game layering, uh, which we will uh, which we explain a great deal uh, in the course. Uh, and, and the second the second big piece is is you know Jan and I were sitting around uh, right before the U.S. Open and we were we were um, we were talking about this project and we were also kind of just commenting on on the pros and and talking about guys like Rafa who who used to kind of just be this this really defensive player but now has become so aggressive while still keeping his he's kind of like a you know a counterpart a puncher that has amazing offense. <laughs> and we were talking about Federer, who's just this very smooth player. And we all we said, you know, all these guys have an identity. They're very distinctive. When you, I mean, it's to the point where you can almost kind of watch their strokes, but not see who they are. But you know who's playing, right? You know, if you yeah, see a absolutely. player, rever- you know, if you see a guy hit a lefty forehand and the racket finishes over his head, you say that's Rafael Nadal. If you see Mac, you know, if you see if you see a servant volley or with amazing hands, but kind of a unique service motion and strange ground strokes, you know, that's McEnroe. So we were talking about how all these guys have a very distinct identity. And then we kind of both looked at each other and said, well, wait a second. This is something that really should be taught to any player. How do you maximize your individual talents, abilities, and tendencies how do you design a game around what you're good at and ultimately develop an identity just like the pros are doing? Because if you really focus on what you're good at, you're going to end up being different from everybody else. And ultimately, that's actually going to make you the best player you can be. So let me throw a question out there. Either of you guys can can take this. So people who, who go through this course that you guys have been working on, how can they tell what they're personality is how can they tell what naturally kind of should be their their style of play well, i'm gonna i'm gonna give that one i'm gonna give that one to jan and just let him talk more generally about when he a lot of this this uh program is is designed around jan's coaching philosophy and jan is very good at taking players and explaining this is what you're good at this is what you're bad at so i'm gonna let jan talk about that maybe jan you can talk about your own personal experiences in terms of doing that for yourself? Well, um, the most common uh, way to assess, you know, what you're good at is obviously what do you favor? You know, in my case, when I picked up tennis, I used to be a soccer player, so I was very quick. Um, so I was predetermined to, you know, cover the ground and, uh, you know, uh, in a counter-puncher way. But then I figured out that I had a big serve and a big forehand. So, you know, I started to apply those qualities to the choices I made on the court. So basically when somebody is trying to assess and diagnose what works for them, you know, the natural way to do that is see what you like to hit. Do you like to hit forehands? Do you like to hit backhands? You know, do you uh, really want to be at the net? You know, so essentially figuring out what you like most. Okay, it starts with that. Then obviously you have to be able to, <laughs> you know, be efficient everywhere you know so it's not like if you have a great forehand you're just going to run around and hit forehands all day because you'll play somebody who is good at isolating your backhand and doing just that Mm -hmm. so there are certain parts of your game that need to come up and be good enough they don't have to be great essentially you don't have to have weapons everywhere but you certainly want to be able to protect yourself in the areas where you're the weakest and then just uh you know apply pressure with your weapons and i think i think um a lot of players, like Jan said, do have a general sense of 
what they're good at and what they like to do. I mean, there's the forehand, for example, you, you see a lot of rec players. Oh man, I love my forehand. I'm just going to hit that. And that's really all they focus on and all they work on to the detriment of the rest of their game. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a matter of, of isolating what you are, um, you like and what you, you know, athletically might be good at. It's how do you go about developing that skill set in a way that kind of ties your entire game uh, together. I think that's the big piece um, that's missing there. So, so specifically in the course, so, so then do you guys break it down into like, you know, I'm just making up a number into like six different types of players. And then from there you funnel people into specific ways to work on that style of play. Uh, That's actually, uh, that's actually exactly, uh, exactly what we do. Um, We, we, basically have a, a set of player types and then we focus on the types of techniques that uh, that are good for each um, for each type of player and then we, we help you design your game plan there's there's a specific thing we actually do with uh, with a lot of the footwork Jan has uh, Jan has has taught us so maybe Jan you want to talk about footwork for maybe the counter puncher versus the power monger sort of the big the big hitter um, Bottom line, it has to do with where do you feel most comfortable? Okay, if you feel comfortable at the baseline and you plan on just staying back there as a counterpuncher and rallying forever, you know, to overwhelm your opponent that way, you're going to have to utilize a lot of side-to-side movements. So you would probably find yourself using a lot of pivot steps, you know, um, not as penetrating, but certainly quick for recovery. You know, when you start to be a little more aggressive and, you take advantage of the short balls that you generate, then you will find yourself moving inward a little more. And at that point, you'll probably see a lot of players utilizing the hopping step and the walking step because they're more penetrating. They're actually, you know, designed to do just that. So based on the type of player you are, you can see that, you know, there are certain, um, you know, uh, footwork choices that you make. And, you know, um, we've designed the course in a way that people can actually recognize themselves in the drill that we uh, that we set and figure out why it is important for them to utilize this particular piece of footwork over another one to be efficient yeah so i mean like that's you know obviously the the, the footwork is just one piece we uh we kind of break every aspect down in terms of if you're a counter puncher this is what you should be trying to do with your serve if you're uh, flash max is another uh another type of uh of player this is what you'd be doing on the return uh, Doctor Feelgood is is another one. So there's all there's all you know various types of techniques in terms of not just the footwork um, that you might emphasize, but also there's there's the strategy that would go into it. So it's sort of the whole the whole package. You guys cover te- uh, stroke technique as well, forehand, backhand, serve as it relates to all those different types of players. Uh, we do, we do. We have a series of one of the. Um, one of the to come back to the the high performance training facility when I was talking about the very methodical way of of developing players we've tried to uh, well we we have replicated that um, with this course with a process we call layering which is basically um, when you're talking about any technique serve uh, backhand forehand it's it's kind of like let's just pretend your forehand is like driving a car and when you learn how to drive a car you don't just get in the car and this is the very first time you've ever driven, get in the car and then go drive on the road. That's not safe, obviously. So 
you would you would I yeah. <laughs> Hopefully no <laughs> one listening has tried that. Yeah, do not do um, that, yes. Um so what you would do is you would go to the parking lot and you would get the car out of park and then you would figure out how to push the gas and the brake and then you would figure out your mirrors and learn how to turn. And so it's this this process of, of adding more and more skills and increasing the complexity of what you are doing until ultimately operating the car is second nature. You're not even really thinking about it. And when you're driving, you're thinking about uh, you're thinking about what's on the road. You're thinking about the other cars. And you're thinking about your Celine. De- I was trying to make a Celine Dion joke, but then I butchered <laughs> it. So we'll just move on. We're gonna edit, uh-huh. and you're gonna edit that part out in post. Um, of course, I will. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Um, so that is how we've tried to structure the development of the various strokes is this very methodical process, which adds these layers of complexity, these layers of skills and the, the sort of the head, hidden benefit, not only going to develop your skills, but also I'm going to get Jan to talk about how this personalizes your game. That's about developing identity in a second. It's also very good for identifying the errors in your game, because if you can do maybe, you know, let's let's just say the forehand requires 10 skills. I'm just pulling a number out of a hat. If you can do the first three skills, fine, but then you hit that fourth skill and things start to break down, now you know exactly what's wrong with your stroke. You say, this is the thing I need to work on. I think a lot of rec players are kind of sometimes at a loss. I don't know what's wrong with my strokes. How do I fix this? The layering process, by methodically building that shot up, it's very... It's, it's much easier to identify, here's a problem, this is what I need to work on to keep this train rolling. So, and then, yeah, the second part of, the second part of this process is, is personalization that gets back to uh, the identity, so I'm going to kick it over to Jan. Sure. Well, you know, that was actually a, a, quite a brilliant, uh, you know, description of uh, what the course is about. Um, again, through the process of layering, um, you know, he mentioned the analogy of driving a car, um, that's great. So when somebody steps on the tennis court, you know, we all go through the same process and some of us just kind of get stuck. And, you know, the first process is you want to acquire um, technical consistency, okay? And it's basically the reliability of your strokes okay? and that the technical choices that you make are sound. Then you go on, you layer that, you move on to the next reel, which is acquiring um, shot consistency, you know, where you actually keep the ball in play using that particular technique for a little while, you know, and uh, then you add variety, okay? Um, And after that variety, you want to also be able to add distribution. And what you notice is you're still working on that same shot, but you're adding layers to all of that, okay? Once you have that distribution, you know, you want to be able to, um, you know, add a little more power, Okay, so you go through that process of increasing speed, and then you want to give it a, you know, a run in competition. So I'm just giving you kind of a short, you know, overview of what the course, um, you know, is going to be about. And then once you have all of that, the way that you express the choices you make on the court is personal. That's when personalization kicks in, and uh, you start to develop an identity, because all those choices is self-expression. You know, it's you essentially you know, displaying the way that the game, you know, um, makes sense to you. And that's, you know, the two of the first components that the course includes. And the, uh, the, the final point I'd like to add to that is, is let's say you're, you're going through a layered series of exercises. Ian, you're going through them just like I am, same ones. 
even though we're going through the same, the exact same exercises, the way your game is going to end up looking is going to be different than mine, even though we have the same core set of competencies. We can both move, we can both judge the ball, we can both, you know, hit down the line or cross court, but your strokes are going to develop and look a little bit different than mine. The footwork patterns you choose might be a little bit different than mine. And that's really how one of the things we emphasize in the course is that layering leads to personalization. It's just sort of a, uh, a personalization of a byproduct of going through a layered process. And I think that's important to grasp because a lot of players try and force a certain mm-hmm. type of technique on themselves. They say right. the most typical is, man, I really like Andy Roddick's serve. I'm just going to try and serve like him. I'm going to have this abbreviated motion. That might not make sense based on your body type, your athletic talents, and whatever. But if you go through a very structured, logical uh, progression, then you're going to end up developing a serve that is good for the type of player you are. So you, you don't really want to force this type of technique, and this process helps you develop your own, your own uh, technical style. I think one thing that um, needs to be added as well is through the process of doing that to prevent injuries as well. You know, I know that when I was growing up, there were a couple of players that were very, very popular, and I started to try to play like them without having the body type, you know, to follow the same technical demands, and I ended up hurting myself. So, you know, there's an element of also safety, you know, and uh, longevity that, you know, needs to be added to all these wonderful drills that we've designed. Well, it sounds like you guys have gone about this very, very intelligently uh, from my perspective for two main reasons so far in in what you guys have been talking about over the last couple of minutes. First of all, Jan, I was really happy to hear that in your description of a progression of learning how to hit a stroke correctly in terms of technique. One of the last things that you mentioned, there was probably a list of five or six different steps or progressions there. One of the last things that you mentioned was, okay, now maybe we can add some power after uh, you know this, this list of, of developing a, a strong foundation first. And I, I think that a big mistake that rec players make in this information age you know, online with so much content and information available is they go out and they immediately try for the power first without learning how, how they should be hitting in terms of consistency and accuracy, you know, repeatability. Etc. So it sounds like you guys have really hit the nail on the head there. And then secondly, Will, uh, you were talking about uh, going out and trying to copy a you know a professional player. There's so much content out there and video out there of professional players, you know, slow motion, etc. I think a big mistake rec players make is they go out, they they see a pro that they think is cool and they like you know how they look when they hit a certain stroke, and they go and try to just carbon copy it without even knowing if it's good for them. And that, as Jan, as you were saying, can lead to injury. And Will, as you were saying, can lead to you know not following what comes natural for the player, which both can be obviously hugely detrimental. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of just get hypnotized. I mean, this happens to everybody, um, um, regardless of level, by the, by the pros. Um, sure. And I think, I think what's instructive is, you know, Rafael Nadal back in 2006, 2007, Here's a guy who very, very defensive-oriented player, and di- had some success at Wimbledon, but was losing to Federer in the in the final. And what Rafa didn't do was say to himself, "Well, Federer's the best, so mm-hmm. now I'm going to try and play like Federer." 
Right. What he said was, I'm going to get better at what I do, and that's going to end up getting me over the hump. And obviously now he's the best player in the world, and he's figured out how to serve 130 miles an hour and add some other, uh, some you know, he, he's very good with his court positioning now. But it's all his style of play. It's his identity. He hasn't tried to copy somebody else. So, you know, that's trickier to that's trickier to isolate. I mean, if you're looking for a part of the pros to copy, copy how they develop their games. They develop it around what they're good at, not not other players. Um, and that's, you know, it's very easy to look at someone's forehand and, and think, okay, that's what I need to copy when it's actually their methodology and their mindset is, is a little bit more valuable. So we've now talked about layering we've talked about personalization and i know that there's a third kind of cornerstone to the course you guys have put together and it has to do with tactics uh, will can you kind of introduce that and talk about it a little bit yeah it's called well i'm gonna i'm gonna it's we call it profiling but uh, mm-hmm. i think jan should be the one to talk about it jan's the the former professional player so he's he's the uh, <laughs> he's the expert good, at this stuff um good call at, at this stuff so i'm gonna i'm gonna let him go run with it well, again, as I said, you know, from my own personal development, I realized very quickly that I was not 6'4", that I was not, you know, 185 pounds. So that process of realization made me, um, you know, customize my game and pay attention to what was on the other side more so than, you know, just overpowering my opponent and being happy with it. So through that process of figuring out who I'm playing became you know, um, came that profiling concept. It's assessing who you play, what they're good at, and, you know, essentially defining the strategy that is more likely to beat them. Okay, that's what profiling is, is who do I play, how do I play them, and how do I achieve success when I play them? Yeah, and the, uh, the, there's, a, there's a sort of, we've, we've constructed a, a, a process for that called sequencing, which is sort of you create your, uh, you, the profile of your opponent, and then you kind of sequence your shots to to deconstruct uh, deconstruct their games. I think I think an analogy everybody will get uh, if we bring it back to the car actually is when you're driving, you're not thinking about operating the car. You're thinking about the other drivers and your environment. And ultimately, that's the goal you want to get to as a tennis player. Is you're thinking about your environment, you're thinking about the other car, your opponent. That's sort of the essence of profiling. You're, you're, you're thinking about the other end of the court. You're not thinking about yourself. Okay. Absolutely. And I think a lot of players have the tendency to get stuck on themselves, which is why that mm-hmm. other element of paying attention to what's going on on the other side is critical. When I, step on the, when I practice, it's about me and improving my skills. When I step on the tennis court and I play somebody in a match situation, it is no longer about me. If your foreign is not working, you better figure out very quickly how to customize a new strategy to be that person on the other side because they have the same issues. You know, they too have weaknesses. They too have, you know, strength. And you have to figure out what is the sequence of, you know, plays that will deconstruct and uh, make them fail before you do. So guys, it sounds like this course that you guys have put together is extremely comprehensive. I, how much? I mean, how much content? Or is, is this video? Is it audio? Is it written? What, what what amount of content are we talking about here? Uh, that's a good question. I I haven't added it up. It's a lot. It's all video. Um, 
it's kind of a combination of a lot of on-court stuff. A lot. If if y'all have seen the uh, the videos uh, we've done with Jan in the past, there's a lot of very similar format. Uh, filmed a lot of it actually at the Leg Mason um, facility. The 16th and Kennedy is is where the Leg Mason Tennis Classic is played. So we filmed it on the center court there, which was very cool. Uh, and then we've got a lot of uh, indoor um, dry erase board. Um, we actually have a new dry erase board, which is just a straight up uh, white dry erase board um, for uh, for sort of lessons that that would would get a little muddy if you had a tennis court in the background. Kind of more your classroom oriented stuff. It's 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 very very comprehensive in terms of uh, hours attached to it. I don't know, but a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, as we as we start to wrap things up, uh, as far as the podcast con- is concerned, can you guys please tell us where we can find out more? Um, where where can people go to find out more? Uh, first of all, and when is this going to be available? And for how long, uh, approximately, is it going to be available? Because Will, I know that you like to a lot of times put um, you only make stuff available for a certain period of time, typically. So so tell us a little bit about that. Well, this we we the the website is just tennis-rx.com, uh, um, so that's you know pretty simple to remember. But the uh, the content is up. the The first video in this free series we've done is up uh, right now, um, and uh, we'll be releasing the other the other couple uh, over the so, uh, over the uh, over the course of the next uh, of the next week or so. So. Um, I don't have an exact timetable on on all these on all these videos, but they'll be up for a couple weeks. Um, so, and you know, like I said, they're they're all free and everything, so they're uh, they're pretty easy to uh, to access, and they they cover um, in uh, in great detail the uh, what we've been talking about today. Okay, so listeners out there of the Essential Tennis Podcast, I, I definitely recommend you guys go check this out. If you go to essentialtennis.com slash rx it's essentialtennis.com slash the letter r and the letter x you guys will be taken over to wills and jan's site where you guys can check out the introductory videos that they that they are going to be releasing over the next couple of days uh next uh what about the next week or so will you'll be you'll be putting out some free instructional videos right yeah there's there's we've got a we've got a lot of content to release um that that covers this stuff in the next uh like like i said the first one's up right now and then um the next several days, uh, Jan and I are actually going in a second to go shoot the uh, the uh, some of the segments for the uh, for the next few parts. Okay, and just so you guys know, when you do go to that page, you're going to be asked to put in your email address, and you know, just full disclo- disclosure there, so that you guys know uh, what to expect. Uh, Will I know does not spam people. He's not going to give your email address out to other people. You don't have to to worry about that. He's a Straight up guy. I know. I know him personally, so I, I definitely uh, uh, encourage you guys to go over there and check it out. If for no other reason, just to ch- just to get the free instructional videos that they're going to be releasing. There's going to be what three or four of them, will full of free uh, instruction. Yeah, three or four. We're not we're not buttoned up on the on the exact number. And uh, and yeah, I mean, th- just in terms of uh, sending uh, sending uh, the folks some some emails. Every single email has a button at the bottom where you can unsubscribe and stop hearing from us. So it literally takes one click. Yeah. So you guys are under absolutely no obligation uh, as far as continuing to receive emails, obviously as far as as purchasing whenever they actually release Tennis RX. You guys are obviously under no uh, obligation to, to purchase it either. 
However, I I definitely suggest that you guys um, consider it because I know that they put a ton of time and effort into this course, as you guys can can hear. And we we've already gone almost ten minutes over the the normal time for the podcast. But as you guys can tell, I mean, the three of us could could continue talking about these topics for a long time. So these guys really know what they're talking about, and I. I believe that Will wouldn't be offering a product unless he was really confident that it would help your guy's game. I, I really believe that. Yeah, well, that's that's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be a very good coach otherwise. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And uh, Jan, I, I, I don't, Jan, I don't know you very well yet, but I'm sure since Will is working with you, I, I can pretty safely put you in the same boat. Well, I uh, certainly, you know, appreciate, and uh, you guys obviously are running a very professional. Uh, you know, the system, and uh, I'm quite pleased to be part of it. Yeah, Jan's, Jan's one of the best coaches I've ever worked with. Uh, like I said, the first time I stepped on the court, I was just like, this is going to be good. Nice. Awesome. Well, Jan, hopefully you and I will have a chance to to hit some time. Maybe maybe the three of us could. Oh, we need a fourth. Adam, there you go. Uh, Will, you, you have to play with Adam, though. <laughs> that might be uh... – we're putting we're putting Adam with Jan. If we do that, then I think we might have a chance, Ian. <laughs> All right. So, guys, well, looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, so, so guys, go check out uh, their uh, their pre uh, content here. But before they put out uh, the product, um, you're going to get a lot of benefit just out of the free uh, videos that Will and Jan are putting out. And again, you can check that out by going to essentialtennis.com/rx. And um, just in the interest of full disclosure, when you guys go to that link, um, I, I'm an affiliate here. So that means that if you go through that link and you actually do end up purchasing Tennis RX, I'll receive, um, I'll receive part of that as, a, um, as an affiliate seller. So it's kind of a win-win. I, I, I know that Will puts out a good product, so it's going to help your game. And you'll help support EssentialTennis.com uh, through your purchase if you go to EssentialTennis.com. Slash RX, and with all of your products, I'm sure that you also offer a money back guarantee on this. Will, yeah, sixty days, um, and absolutely, um, we we rarely uh, get refunds, but absolutely, if for whatever reason somebody feels like they don't get the value, they uh, I want them to to get a refund because if we're not doing our job, then you shouldn't have to pay for it. All right. Good man. So there you go, guys. Risk-free. Go check it out. And at this point, I want to thank you guys for, for spending the, the time with me for the discussion. It's been great having you both on the show. Uh, Will and Jan, good luck to both of you guys as you continue working together. And good luck with the release of Tennis RX. I hope that it's very successful for both of you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Hey, and thanks, man. Uh, one more thing, I almost forgot. Jan, what's the name of your book? Uh, if people want to go check out your book and, and check out more of your instruction, uh, where can they pick up your book and what's it called? <laughs> well, it's actually being uh, published as we speak. It's going to be called Tennis Revolution, and uh, it will be available shortly in 2011. Okay. Right now, we don't have uh, you know a, a launch pad yet, but you know, Will and I will probably be talking very soon. Yeah, we'll let, we'll let people know when it's out. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks again, and best of luck. Thank you. Thanks, later. All right. That does it for episode number 147 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today on this episode. I apologize. It went a little bit longer than normal, but hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did while I was having it with 
Jan and Will. As you guys can tell, two really passionate people about the game of tennis and, and just creating good instruction. So definitely go check out Tennis Rx. And that again is at EssentialTennis.com slash Rx. Also, please do me a favor. Go vote for, for the Essential Tennis Podcast as the, the uh, top sports podcast of the year. That's at podcastawards.com, and you can vote every 24 hours. If you guys would do that, I'd really, really appreciate it. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Take care, and good luck with your tennis. 